Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, along with James Smith. I'm Wild Stokes. James, I'm a little disappointed, but I understand. Our guest for tonight got called into work for an emergency deal, and, and he had to cancel, and I got that. But we'll be rescheduling the Flatties, Daddy. Um, for an emergency deal. Damn that thing. We'll be call, We'll be getting him lined back up for another show. Um, there's a couple of things that I always thought was extremely important. One's your family and one's your job. Right now, the way things are, if you've got a quality job, you better hang on to it, take care of it. So I got that completely understand. Um, yes. I do want to share this with everybody. I'm so proud of that. And I know you got one too, James. Yeah, I forgot to grab it and carry it up here with me. Sorry about that, Lyle. I may be the last one to get one, but I promise you there's not anybody more proud of that than I am. That, that means the world to me. Kevin worked really hard at it, but the reason that it means so much to me is because at least one of our viewers, James, nominated us for that award. And all of them voted for us, and they could have voted for anyone else. And the very fact that they chose us over all the rest of the qualified people means the absolute world to me. So yep. thank you guys for everything. Thank you, Kevin, for putting on a show. We're going to work really hard this year to try to get back to that point and hope you guys find it in your hearts uh, to elect us and nominate us and vote for us again because we're going to work for it. Yes. Uh, and Lyle, you really, I mean, I'm glad to be a part of this, of Catfish Weekly. I really am. But you have been at this for a lot of years and you've earned your place in this live stream show deal. Uh, and I'm honored to be here and be with you and support this show 100%. And you have, and I appreciate everything you've done, James. You know, um, uh, we had some good guys along the way. I won't take anything away from from uh, yep. Chris and and uh, uh, Chuck and um, Paul Ragsdale as we started the show out, and then later on Doc come in was with us for a long time, and and we had Jr. for a while, and I really enjoyed Jr. And now we got you in here, and things just progress along. The the thing that people miss out on whenever they think, well, I want to do a show or I, I think I want to do one or I want to be involved in one is the fact that it's a commitment. It's yes. a, it's a every week, one day, one night a week. And in some cases more than one night a week uh, deal. And once you get a group of people that are used to watching you, they expect you to be there every Monday night or whatever night you choose. And we done a lot of remotes in the last six years where we would go out and uh, we would do remotes at other tournaments and sometimes or the catfish conference. And we would, for two days, we would do 45 minute to an hour feeds and then we'd take a break and then we'd do another one. And we'd do that for two, three days at a time. And to, to do it like we've done, it has been a commitment. I wouldn't change anything. I could never, ever have done what I've done without the support of Cindy. She's been behind this 100% of the time, the whole time, um, even, even when she probably shouldn't have been, when we probably ought to have been working harder at tournaments to do good in the tournaments. 
we was doing shows and she never one time said anything. She was, you know, she just, uh, she knew how important the show was to me and to the people that watch it. And, uh, and that meant the world, but now she don't sit here beside me and take names. She sits in the other room and sometimes she writes them down. Sometimes she don't. I, I always kind of wished that she'd been a, a bigger part of it, but maybe down the road she'll choose to do that. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, but I don't see the catfish world has come to know catfish weekly. And it's not just the YouTube thing. It, it's been a part of the catfish world. It started with y'all being tournament fishermen. Mm-hmm. And then the show progressed along with that. So people have come to know Wow and Catfish Weekly. Um, and not just as a talk show, but as great, honest information. Yep. And and, and well, I appreciate that. It's, like I say, it's been really good. Um, but it, but we're going to keep going. I, I think I got another year or two in me. Um, if people yep. keep watching, we'll see. If I don't, the show will go on. You're always going to be here. Yep. So uh, yep. there we go. Uh, send you a prop you up like oh uh what was that? Besides the jukebox? <laughs> I'm gonna need a bottle of crown with that jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we talk about some of the great people that are watching our show tonight? That'll work. I see old Matthew Anthony's in here. He'll be our guest next Monday night. I'm excited about that. Matthew makes some great videos. I watch them all the time. And I'm excited about that. We got Mike Costello, Michael Marillo, Finn Seeker TV, Mo Creek, Abbott, Jason Ward, uh, cooking with Mike Chavez, one of my favorites right there, John Patrick Jr., Palmetto Cats. Hey, Kevin, I got it. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. Get hooked on D, fishing with the squirrel, Realville catfishing is that's a new one to me. Yep. Uh, Mike Costello, we said Lacey, LG Bass, Anna Lakin, and one over outdoors. What else you got? Got Nebraska Wildcats, Pawpaw's in here, Skip Stewart's in the house, Mike Irvin, Parker Pursuits, Mo Creek, and we got a new one in here, Lyle. I just got turned on to this young lady. Uh, where'd her name go? And I promise you, ma'am, if I butcher your name, please don't hunt me down and cut my throat. Uh, <laughs> Sharina, keeping it real. She's uh she's got a young channel, and I think she jumped like forty or fifty subscribers today. That's good. Is she the lady that was on yesterday that I watched? Yes, yes, I enjoyed that very much. She was a little nervous when she started, but yeah. she got the rolling. She picked it up just like she's been doing her whole life. So, yeah, she done a great job. I enjoyed watching whether that I could. So, congratulations and welcome to the catfish industry. Yep. Uh, I see Muskrat's in here. Uh, Janice is in here. Turner Fishing, Big Mike. Wow, we got so many good people. We do. Lake and one over outdoors. Leroy Honeycutt. Fishing with Big Mike, Mexicats, uh, fishing with the squirrel, Glenn's catfishing adventures, Mad Catter, get hooked on D. We done that one. Mr. T Bone, Mark with catfishing crappie, Mo Creek fishing, Parker pursuits. 
I watched him on a live feed this morning. He done a really good job. Rob Wickstrom. Um, I know Dockery's in here. I seen him a while ago. He's got a little yep. problem with his foot. You might, you guys might say a prayer for him, for Katie because he's going to be crabby next few days, and she's all picked up something, beat him in the head, which I can't say that he probably doesn't deserve. Bill of Rights. <laughs> hey, Bill of Rights is in here. Welcome, Mark. Glad to see you in here. Zach Murray. Buckeye. Christina Dunnigan. Christina Dunnigan. There's a fine young lady. Married to Josh, the weekend angler. Great to have you in here tonight, Christina. To old Vance, Maurice. Gotta love that. That is one of my favorite um, names that comes through chat is two old vets. I love that so much. And them guys do a bang-up job doing live shows on bank fishing. Yep, Kentucky. Catman's in here. Mr. Jim, P-City. Kelly Bullock. Uh, Kelly, I appreciate you talking up the floats a little while ago. It, uh, it warms my heart to see people mentioning them. There's Buckeye in here. Did, didn't you tell me before the show started that Kelly had bought some of your floats? Yes, yes. Outstanding. Uh, yeah, it means the world. They talked it up. And, yeah, everybody loves them pink ones. Uh, yeah, I was, right. uh, we got them pink floats, Lyle. I was hoping they was going to be the hot pink color, and they showed up as Barbie pink. And I told the wife, I said, oh, I don't know if I could even give these pink ones away. Well, shoot, I sold out quicker than them than I did the green ones. Oh, so. wow. I just seen a name went flying by here, and I missed it. I wanted to mention it, and I'll see if I can find it. There's Mike Costello, um, Chesapeake yeah. Bay. Green Mountain Outdoors. Country There's Board. the Weekend Angler. Gosh darn it. Man, I, I wanted to for something about Nebraska Wildcats. Green Mountain Outdoors, Green Motor Outdoors, Green Mountain Outdoors. I can't, I can't remember. There's Creo, but that's not who I wanted to mention. Collins Ratfish 1000. Maybe he'll come through here again. Uh, there's Mike Sampson. Cody Tivitt. He bought some clothes too. Good deal. Well, uh, if I see it again, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> like I say, I'm excited about this. I wanted to share this with everybody. And, and congratulations to everybody that won these awards because for the same reason, you had to be nominated by somebody that watched your show, view, watched your videos. I don't consider them fans. I consider them viewers and friends of ours. They become our, our people that watch our show and us become very close uh, friends. Yeah, good to see we've never met. Some of them we've never met. Some of them I've met several times and, and, and carry on just like Dockery when Katie and him met us in Columbia the other day for some decals that they had made for us. And, uh, you know, it, it, COVID or no COVID, me and old James, we're going to get a hug. That's always do it. And, and that's the way life should be. Uh, you know, he's he's very dear to my heart, as, as a lot of other people are. But, uh, you know, when we get together, we're, we're going to have a good time, and we do. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And I expect other people are doing that, too. Whether whether everybody understands it or realizes it or not, um, we're going to keep doing it. Yes, sir. I said Junior Potter joined us in the house. 
That's awesome. Man, I'm way behind. That stuff's really flying by now. Holy moly. Yeah. But, you know, maybe we ought to get on to some stuff. P. City Smitty. Yeah. I love, that's another name I love terribly. I love it so, so much. Uh, Betty, Betty's in uh, a couple crosses fishing. I call her Betty. She's tall Betty. And uh, Brandon, I'm sure, is in here. Um, Country Boy Outdoors, Parker Pursuits. We want to get his – Maurice is in here. We know Maurice is going to be here. Atmandu, that's one of my favorite names because I oh, had my yeah. first boat. Was that was my first boat, and the name of it was Catmandu. So I would have swore I just saw Catfish Bill. There he is, Catfish Bill sixty six. Been doing this a long time. So go Jason Lamb. Bunch of bunch of good folks. Right now, James Ward, one hundred seventeen folks watching the show. So we want to thank you all for for being in here and being part of, of the show. Uh, like I say, I'll repeat uh, what we said at the beginning. Uh, we were scheduled to have a guest tonight, and they got called into some emergency work, uh, and we will get him back on the show. That happens once in a while, but like I said, uh, family and friends, you, your work's got to come first. So if yes. you've got a job and it's a good job and it's important to you, which it damn sure better be in the times we're in now, you have to work. You got to work, and we will understand that here at Catfish Weekly. Uh, yeah, right. James and I'll tell. We'll tell. Talk about something. We'll tell you something. We might even lie to you, but we're gonna have a good time. I leave the line up to you. Well, I, I, I leave the line up to you. Man. I was told one time there'd be no liars in heaven, so I leave. I try to leave that alone. <laughs> well, there sure is on the bank of a fishing pond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I ain't a perfect one in this world, far from it, but there's a few things I try to stick to just oh, in case. Yeah, I hear you, man. I really do. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tell some stories about some yeah. and and uh go on with some stuff and and uh, the one ton fishing club has arrived. They have all the angry faces. I'm pretty sure them headed towards Mr. Dockery and SK Crappie Catching Adventures. If you guys haven't checked this guy out. Then check him out, and he's got some awesome videos where they catch a ton of crappie. But he's got some of my favorite videos where they catch some big old huge bluegill. Uh, there's awesome shows. He does a real bang-up job uh, of doing them, presenting stuff, and he's real good about explaining how, why he does things. So be sure to check him out, as wow. with all the rest of the, the right. uh, shows we got in here. I'm reaching out to an old friend. I hadn't seen him in many a year and see if he can get me into one of the, uh, it's a pond. It's a private pond that used to, we could fish, but now uh, it's changed hands and they haven't allowed anybody to fish it. This pond is a shallow pond. You wouldn't think anything could live in it because it is a shallow. It's a good sized lake. It's probably about four or five, maybe six acres. But it's shallow. But it has some of the biggest old big bluegill in there you ever seen in your life. I'm talking about dinner plate size bluegill. <laughs> and I'm trying to get back in there. I would love to take y'all along with me out there catching them big old son of a gun. Oh, yeah. You got to do oh, that. I'm talking about Lyle. The biggest one I've caught out there was two and a quarter pounds. Oh, my. That wide across the back. I can't put him on a hook for a flathead. I can't do it. I got to eat. No, it. 
Oh, that son of a gun turned into a turd, all I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, that's a giant. We got catfishing dreams in here, LG Bass, Buckeye Catfishing. Jason Blackburn has arrived, and Sunfish Assassin. Well, they just keep piling in. Uh, James, right now we're, we're at 130 viewers. Uh, thank you, Has Life. I appreciate it so much for the $5 donation. That's awesome. Um, I'll tell you what, James. We're going to talk about some stuff here in a minute. But right. let's, what do you say? If you look up in the right-hand corner, people, there is our Catfish Weekly CPR decal. We're having such a good time tonight that I, while James is visiting with you guys, I'm going to get all the participants out of here. And we're going to give one of them away. Go ahead and line it up for a set of bobbers away because we got a pile of people in here tonight. Well, they just keep coming, and we love it, man. We This is what makes the world go round for James and I as you guys jumping in here and being a part of this on a Monday night. We know you could be doing something yeah. else. Thank you, Sogo. Appreciate that, $5. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Lyle, you're right. It's uh, – they could be out doing something else. They could be out fishing. That's uh, right. Anything. Is, you go out fishing around North Carolina right now, you're going to get your butt wet. Well, yeah, <laughs> I remember you saying it. A little, little damp out there. But yeah, you know, man. Three, one, and five, James. Let's go with three, starting in the middle. What's up, All Matt right. Catter? Thank you very much for the $5 donation. We appreciate it. Three. Hmm. And the winner is Realville Catfishing. R-E-E-L-V-I-L-L-E, -L -L -E, catfishing. If you congratulations. will send me, what's that? I just said congratulations. Absolutely. If you will send me your shipping address, uh, just just uh, get on Catfish Weekly's YouTube or Facebook page and um, send me your, uh, uh, messenger me your shipping address and tell me you won the, the decal because... Real build catfishing is not a name, so I'm not going to know who it is until you let me know that you won the first one, and then we will get that shipped right out to you. Thank you guys for all the donations. It means the world to us. Uh, helps us buying the decals and, and shipping them out, and, and we're going to give stuff away regardless if we have to pay it out of our own pocket. It don't make any difference, but it makes well, it a little easier. And that's Mr. Doc Lane's in the house. Who's that? Mr. Doc Lane's in the house with us tonight. My old buddy, the doctor. The best yeah. we've ever been. You can't ask for a better friend or a better fisherman to be in a boat with than the doctor. That's just the way it is. I do miss his uh, end of the night. Uh, tip of the week? Yeah, tip of the week. Uh, he had some dandies, don't he? Yeah, he did. It's, uh, I always said the guy that passed away with the most toys in his life was the winner. And I always <laughs> planned on being the winner. But Doc's got more toys than I do, and I'm going to have to step up my game a little bit to keep up with him. Oh, Doc's educated on them toys too, ain't he? Yeah, he knows how to use them. I got so <laughs> I don't know how to use them. <laughs> I just thought they was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still at the age of messing with the Tonky toys. I ain't, I ain't too up on these new computer to type toys. <laughs> Doc said he called you and no answer. Doc, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, I apologize. Well, we're, we guys can work that out. Uh, I know he's. You guys need to get together for whatever reason. Yes. So, yeah, need to make sure that happens. 
Um, I would before we get into too much stuff, I would like to say that I considered uh, our show last Thursday night after uh, the bait shop a success. We didn't get to do it on the face or on the uh, um, Panfish Weekly YouTube channel, and the reason is I did not know that you had to set that up through StreamYard 48 hours in advance on your first one to get them done. I did not know that. So we done it on the Catfish Weekly uh, YouTube page. That may have been why it was so successful. I don't know, but want to thank everybody for watching. We had a great show. And please bear in mind that this Thursday night, Babe Winkleman himself will be on our show. He's our guest, and that should be a bang-up show. If you have ever casted a line, or watch TV shows, you know who Babe Winkleman is, and the name itself speaks for itself. Uh, it's going to be a great show. I visited with him for over an hour uh, last week, and he is just an outstanding guy to talk to and has such a passion and cares so much for the fishing world. Uh, it just means the world to us. Ray Smith, thank you so much. We appreciate it very much, Ray. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to that show, Lyle, because like you said, he is he's been a staple of the cat of the Absolutely. fishing community for so many years that if you've ever picked up a rod and reel and watched TV, you know that name. Thank you, Sunfish Assassin. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, you know what? Um he don't just fish for catfish, he don't just fish for bluegill, he don't he fish for anything. If it swims, he's caught it. If he's caught it, his wife has fixed it for them to eat. Yes. Uh, I mean, his. I, I told him the other day, I said, raising my kids in a hunting and fishing environment like I did, I could set them down to a TV and I considered it my kids growing up with his kids. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched his kids grow up the same as I watched mine. So, yeah, yes. it ought to be a great show with, with Mr. Winkleman on there. And I hope everybody will come in Thursday night at 8 Central and 9 Eastern and watch that show with us. Uh, Panfish Week, we're going to have a great time. That rascal used to catch some of the biggest smallmouth. Oh, oh yeah. I think he loves them. Oh, yeah. that He used to catch some of them big old bronze back daggum smallies that it just made, man. Yep. Fun, he's, fun, he's a fun. Great fisherman. He's a great guy. He's been he's been a wonderful person for the sport of fishing. Uh, there's a lot of others, but right. uh, he's down to earth. That's what I like. He's down to earth. He never let his fame, whether it was on <laughs> TV or whatever, go to his head. We got just got a message from the Flatties daddies. They sent him home from that job. A little earlier than he was expecting. He thought we'd already had another guest. <laughs> send him a link. Tell him to brush his hair and send him a link. You, um, if you message me on, if you want to try to do the show, I'll send you a link to get in here and we'll still have you on here if you want. All you got to do is let me know. JBT. Uh, if you don't, I understand. But I mean, this is kind of late in the day, but. But we was kind of excited about having you on here. If you want to try to do it, we will sure enough <laughs> send you a link. Oh, uh, that's pretty wild. It is. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, – but, babe, is I hope that a lot of people, if you do grow up in the catfish world, whether you get in big tournaments and you start getting a big name, watch some of his shows, Lyle. Oh. You know yourself, you watched, he's down to earth. 
Absolutely. I don't care if he's made 5,000 videos or on 10,000 10, TV shows. What you see is what you get. That's right. And um, we're just going to kind of turn him loose because when he gets on a roll talking, he's on a roll. And who is to say to – who is to interrupt a guy like that? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Catfish okay. regulators, Kevin Baker, skin and scales. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm going to try to send him a link. Let's okay. see if we can get it done. All right. If I can uh, get him pulled up here on Messenger, might be easier if he'd send me him up. There he is. I didn't know if I'd find him or not, but we'll try it. Bill, I'd love to be able to go fishing, period. Boy, I ain't had time to turn around with everything I got going on. I appreciate the offer. Now, Flatty's Daddies, when you get that link, you click on it and follow the instructions, and it'll bring you right in here. It's really, really not that hard to do. And if you've got any kind of signal, we're going to make this happen yet. I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Yep. We got Flint Hill in here. David Martin's come in. We got quite a few. What's our numbers now? Arco. Um, right now, we are at 126. We had more than that a while ago. Had a few drop, but that's all right. We've had a few drop and a few come in. Yep, outdoors the haze. They come and go. Yep. They come and go. Yeah, probably getting them a plate of food. They'll be back. You know, I had a pretty good plate of food a while ago, but I could probably go for some more. Mm -mm -mm. Cindy says I eat too much, drink too much. Everything I do is too much. But I drink too much of this coffee. Yeah, I just uh, I just want to live my life and be happy. Yeah, that's all. Figure, Mark Clark. When they lay me on that cold slab, I don't want to look good. I want to come sliding in sideways. What a hell of a ride this is. That's been. right. That's exactly right. I got a message yesterday from ch the Chad, and he sent me the picture of D and her big fish and wanted a decal a decal of her twenty pound fish. Man, it was a great. Great picture of D. Uh, it's on Catfish Weekly's Facebook page. If you get a chance, check it out. Uh, there's a ton of other people that have posted pictures of their big fish and stuff to get them decals. We're really, really happy about that. Hope you guys are enjoying them decals. And if you have a fish that was caught since the first day of January of this year, and you post it with the information on our Catfish Weekly group page, I will send you a decal for the pound fish that is, whether it be a 10, 20, 30, whatever it is, all the way up to 100. We don't have any 100-pound stickers. If you get one of them, we'll have one made for you. But the first one doesn't cost you anything. After that, they're $5 a piece. Uh, if you want one of the CPR um, decals, it's the same way. Uh, first one doesn't cost you anything. After that, they're five bucks a piece, and that just covers the cost and the shipping. We're not right. trying to make a ton of money. Whoop, and of money of shipping head. has went up as of yesterday. Let's see what we got here. I have it up, but I'm, it's not getting in for some reason. Sometimes you have to get out and go again. Uh, sometimes make sure you yeah they got to make sure they got chrome if they ain't got yeah, chrome if you don't have, yeah if you don't have google chrome you're not going to get in uh, somebody 
But yeah, so if you don't and text it, fix and text them, however you say that freaking name, does Gator Gar count? No, hey. Fish. Hey. <laughs> nice try. Hey, I've never caught one of them big old son of a guns, but I've seen some monster ones caught. You know what? I can remember when I was real young, and, and that was a long time ago, and I understand that. Um, Sogo, thank you. Uh, there used to be Gator Gar on Mississippi River up this far. Um, I haven't seen one in probably 50 years because really? everybody that ever caught them just throwed them up on the bank for them to die. But they didn't want them in them waters. Them guys running them nets, they tore up them nets so bad they didn't want them in them nets. And that's what happened to the gar up in on in our area. Uh, there, there's. Well, I bet they wish they'd left them in. I bet they wish they'd left them in there when them Asian carp got in there, though, don't they? Well, that would have helped the the blue cats from and flatheads from eating them because they just get so big, uh, so fast that uh, the catfish can't control them, and those alligator gar. They don't matter. They don't care. No, they don't care how big they are. You know. Yeah. They don't care. That they just tear them up in shreds. That's right, and they share them amongst the group. That's just kind of the way that works. So yeah, yeah, uh, they do. They do kind of run in like of a pack, don't they? A lot of times, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Very I wasn't right. sure. Yeah, we got a lot of new people in here. A lot of great people, Heck guys. Yeah, remember, yeah. share the love. Check out each other's channel and uh, share up the love and get their numbers up there. Hey, and don't James. Yes, sir. Roger DeMint and some of them boys he fishes with have been putting some fish in the boat. Haven't they? Skip and them guys, wow. They've been hammering it. Roger and, and his wife put a bunch in the boat the other day. I forgot how many Janice and him put in the boat. is like 25 or 30. It was a ton. Uh, can I have the dates for Mendota, please? I'll have to go get them. If you'll hang on, I know that Catfish and Crappie Mark is in here, and he knows them off the top of his head, and I do not remember them, Katie, but I, I think we can get Mark to post those dates for Mendota. It'd be awesome if you could show up up there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Big Catfish. Big Channel Cat. 13th through the 16th. I knew somebody would know. Oh, yeah. A lot of people excited about going up there. Oh, there is, and it's going to be a blast. I wish you could make it. Um, you know, there's going to be a ton of people that watch our show and follow our show that, that's going to be up there. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time up there. Yeah, maybe next year I can fly out there and ride up with somebody or whatever. Uh, I'd yeah. have to fly up. That's too far for me to travel. I, I just can't make that long a trip. Yep. We'll get to the point where you can, can – uh, fly in some place where it's on our way up there and we'll just load you up and take you with us. Sound like a week. Sound like a winter to me. I don't care. You can throw me out on the bank. I'll bank fish. I don't care. No, we fish I just want to catch me one of them big. I'd love to break my PB a 16 pound channel. And it, it ain't going to happen around here no more. Right. Looky here. Looky here. The flat has arrived. You have to turn your bike on, my friend. There you go. We're getting close. We're really close to having you on here. <laughs> I, I don't know why he can't get no microphone. No, it, no, it ain't that. No, it ain't that. I, it's, 
Probably the settings on your phone itself. Most likely, yeah. If you're using yeah. the phone, it's probably your settings on the phone. Yeah. <clears throat> Go to your settings and check on check your mic. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I say we can't. I can't break it. But you see the other day where I posted up. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, the North Carolina Channel Cat record just got broke. But it was last year. Uh, where's it at? I know I posted it up. Where's it at? Pinehurst breaks North Carolina Channel Cat record. Uh, where's it at? How much was it? Catfish and Dream says Sandusky Bay, home of the 20-pound channel cats. I that I, that's on my list, buddy. Right. Uh 23 pounds, five ounces. It was caught in a private pond using cut bait. That's the North Carolina got North Carolina record got broke. So wow. That's so there's still a chance. Yeah, absolutely. There's always a chance. Well, I got a private pond that I throw some channels in many, many years ago. So I might need to go throw some bait back in that cotton picking water. Heck yeah, that'd be a good place to start. Well no, well, that's in South Carolina and I ain't got a chance of breaking that record. It holds the world record. So I ain't got a chance on breaking that one. Yeah. But you never know. That pond's full of big old black crabby. Oh yeah. Like them too. Oh yeah. Corey, I think you're gonna probably have to restart it all over and try again. Yeah, I think he's froze up. He's probably we trying to do something. in here. Yep, sure is. Try to turn on your mic now, Corey. Yep. Turn on your mic. Oop, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. We're going to keep working on that. Yep. We'll talk about some other stuff in the meantime. That'll work. Uh, but, yeah, anybody that wants to be involved with that, go over to the uh, Mendota and Cherokee uh, Facebook page we have going up there and uh, talk some smack. There, there's some going to be a ton of people that's going up there, and uh, I, I'm excited that Katie wants to go. That'd be a good place for everybody to meet her and get things going. Uh, yeah, it it's going to be the time of year we're going. We're going to be using bluegill and chunks about an inch so square for bait and. Uh, it's right before them big old channel cat go on the nest. So you're going to be fishing in two or three foot of water. And then babies get up on that tail and walk like a bass. You know, they're going to be all over the place. Uh, it'll be something like you've never seen before. And uh, the greatest part about it is you probably won't catch anything really, really small. For the most part, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have to catch big ones because the little ones won't be up there where we're going to be fishing. Screen's changing behind you. It's actually uh, kind of fuzzy. Really? Mike, yeah. you're correct. And I do have that set up, but we're going to have to get that out for people. But he he was called into work, and he didn't think he was going to be here. Had had I had known that he was home, we'd have done a test run before and got everything all set up. But uh, the way it worked out, let me see if I can fix that. Uh, the way it worked out, it, I just now found out that he was uh, on there. So, but you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. I don't know why it fuzzed out on you. 
I, uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, I live in Missouri, man. Anything can happen. <laughs> uh, well, I I, you mind me talking a little bit about the tournament for a no, second? I think now's a great time, uh, James, to do that. So don't forget, guys, April the 17th on Lake Wiley, North Carolina. It's right outside of Charlotte. The American Heroes Catfish Tournament hosted by Patriot Catfishers. Uh, if you want to participate, I would appreciate it. I did. I thought I only had 50 of the dog tags. Actually, I have 100 dog tags. Very nice. So the first 100 people to contact me to let me know that you are definitely coming, let me know your name. And on the front of the dog, hat, dog tags, it will have your name and the tournament name and the year. And on the back of it, make sure you message me the name of a veteran that you would like to dedicate this tournament to uh, and what branch of service that they served in or still serving in. Don't matter, dead or alive, it don't matter. Uh, but there's something special that I want to add to this tournament because all proceeds do go to a veteran's home, a rehabilitation veteran's home, Camp Centurion. But if you do want to come, please contact me as soon as possible. And I know, Lyle, that this COVID and people's work, they're trying to wait to try to figure out their work schedules or whatever. Um, I'm trying to get it done as soon as possible so I can get these to the trophy shop to get these all done. Uh, there's a, it's kind of a time limit on getting stuff like that done. Uh, right. But, Dan Smith's uh, want to know what are the dates are again. Uh, it is April the 17th. Um I had the dates wrong when I was posting the 18th, guys. I was looking at the wrong year, to tell you the truth. I was looking at last year uh, because it was going to be on the 18th last year. But it's actually going to be on the 17th that Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to get a truck to show up that morning to sell breakfasts. So instead of trying to hold a captain's meeting, because I was going to hold a captain's meeting, but exactly – Uncle Josh, what is the what is the suggested donations to enter? It's uh you can look them up on Facebook and on website is called Camp Centurion. Uh, if somebody in here can actually put that up for me, Camp Centurion. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, that's where all the donations are going. Couple of things, quite quick, James. All right, uh, Junior Proctor. Said that he is going to be there. We're going. I can't wait to shake that man's hand. He's a tr great guy to be in and part of this. And Mark with Catfish and Crappie is trying to help Corey, the Flathead Daddies, get lined up to get him okay. in the show. So uh, just bear with us, folks. We're trying to get him in here. Uh, if it had, like I say, had we have known that um, he wasn't could make the show, we would have had all this set up. But I. Didn't hear from him until just a few minutes ago. We didn't didn't know what was going on, but um, uh, we'll we'll go over some of that stuff here as soon as James is done. All right, I'm, I'm trying to find, try to get it on Facebook, and then try to get the link so I can share it. If I can figure out how to do that, I ain't too smart on that junk. <laughs> uh, I'm phone challenged, man. I can I can eventually figure it out on a computer, but not on a phone. I struggle with phones. I'm coming, guys. I'm coming. 
paste. There is the Facebook link. Y'all can look it up to make sure that I'm not trying to pull your leg on this, guys. I promise you, it's it's a good deal. Uh, but anyway, that's what it's all going for. We got trophies. We got some giveaways. We're going to have some uh, some raffles going off. We got two Big Cat Fevers, two Chris Flores rods, Big Cat Fever, two Big Cat Fever rods, and two hats, two Flores rods, a James Burke custom rod. Uh, I got another couple rods and reels. We got some great stuff. We got an anchor from, what was that, Never Lost Anchors. Um, that he donated an anchor and some shirts and stuff from different people. Uh, so Jamie K is going to be helping out on that. Uh, Bass Shack from Shelby, North Carolina is going to be donating some stuff or some gift certificates to use in their store. But uh, either way, it's going to be a great, it's going to be great to have all y'all to help support our veterans. To me, Absolutely. it's close and dear to my heart. So yeah, I, I hope all of you can make it. The ones that uh, can't, I totally understand. But if you can't make it, I'd appreciate you trying to help out through their Facebook page or their other page. Absolutely. And, and it's uh, them veterans is something that should be close to all of our hearts. Really should. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, Lyle, for letting me say that. Old cat hey, there is no problem with that. Man, somebody posted up a video. How are we doing now, Corey? Uh, can you guys hear me now? We got you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I'm a little Ill illiterate with these things here. Oh, man. You had some good help, though. <laughs> yeah, yes. I did. Thank you, Mark. We got a little bit of a lag, so we'll try not to talk over each other. It's great to have you on the show tonight. And, um, I hope your work deal got all taken care of because I never expected you to come in and say, Hey, they sent me home. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they changed plans. Uh, like the 12th hour, I was up there for a couple of days and they completely changed plans on what they're going to do. So they sent me wow. home. So, wow. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you on the show with us. Maybe you could tell us about some of your equipment that you use to catch those big fish and you big, I know your name is flatty daddies. But you've been kicking some big blues down now. <laughs> well, I got to do what I can. Uh, the flathead stopped biting around here, so yeah. I got to I got to travel to get into those blues. I hear you. So, yeah. So. Where exactly, y'all? Do you fish at? And and tell us a little bit about how the areas that you fish. Okay, so yeah, I'm out of Pennsylvania, Central Pennsylvania. So my main river is the Susquehanna River. Um, and I fish from Harrisburg all the way down almost to the Maryland border for flatheads. Uh, it's a real rocky river. It goes from real shallow to real deep. Uh, you never really know what you're going to get into until you explore the river. And then once, uh, once fall and winter comes in, then I go down to the Potomac and that's where I catch all my blue cats. So that's, uh, Short rundown. I also fish the Schuylkill every once in a while. You guys still hear me all right? You bet. Yeah, we got you. Yep. I'm trying to find right. somebody. I thought somebody asked a question. Go ahead, Lyle. So on on when you're, would are are you guiding most of the time in the summertime? Then. 
No, no, I don't have a guide license or anything. Okay. I take some buddies out from time to time. And, we, you know, the, the channel's called the Flag Daddies. There's another one, like, we're a team. Uh, he just doesn't get out as much as me with his, uh, with his work schedule and his wife's work schedule. Uh, he just can't get out as much. My brother-in-law, Chad, he's, he does all the tournaments and fishes as much as he can with me. So you're just basically doing videos of catching flathead catfish. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I hear you. I've seen some of them. I know you catch them. And they're great. They're great videos, and those are great big fish. Um, right now, I, in your area, like it is in mine, you're probably not going to catch any flatheads for a few months. Um, they're no. they're not taking a siesta from us. Um, but you've been knocking out some big old blues, and I mean giant blues. How much is the transition from way, the way you catch flatheads to what you have to do to put those big blues in the boat? Uh, I'd say the biggest difference is bait. You know, we don't really have a good way of catching gizzard chat up our way. Uh, so it's all, you know, sunfish and fallfish, creek chubs, that kind of stuff. So you're out there with rod and reel catching them. Uh, down there on the Potomac, you know, they allow, uh, in the Virginia waters, they allow gill netting and cast netting and all that. So you can actually get into a uh, gizzard chad and that's what they want. Gizzard chad, carp, all that stuff. Right. So. That's the biggest change. I mean, I use all the same tackle, uh, more rods because there's no rod limit down there. But, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of difference for me uh, other than, you know, where I'm fishing, uh, the structure I'm targeting, the, uh, you know, the depths. Uh, other than that, there's not a whole lot of difference. I see. That's one that, you know, you mentioned the no rod limit. That's something that I wish to – of all the things that the government is involved in that they have no business being in from an angler situation and somebody that used to fish a bunch of tournaments, I would like to see them make it a standard across the board in every state where in, in our state, it's three in other places. It's two where you guys are at. It's unlimited hit something in the middle <laughs> Okay, that's the way it's going to be everywhere so that it's a, you know, you guys, man, you got, that Potomac River is a heck of a fishery. And, and it's blue cats. Well, for me, being a tournament guy, if you're going to win most tournaments, now not all of them, but the high percentage of the tournaments, you better be able to put blue cats in a boat. Mm -hmm. And, and, yeah. where you're at, and they, you know, we do tournaments down there and it's amazing what, these people bring in i mean it's a two fish weigh-in and right you know you get a hundred some pounds of two fish it's a, it's amazing if you can't catch a so, hundred pounds on two fish out there you're probably not gonna be in the money uh yeah well, especially in november when they're really turned on uh yep. yeah you're you're not gonna be in the money there so that, that's exactly right i've been watching those guys out there for years and 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 james that's one of the greatest blue cat fisheries in the United States out there. And I know they got flatheads and channels too, but they got the blues and I like blues, but I like them all, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, like that Potomac is a hidden gem. It really is. That, it, oh, yeah. You know, the James gets all the James river gets all the attention, but that Potomac, man, it has the monsters in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's definitely underrated. I, I agree 100%. I see Epic Catfish has made it into the show. But uh, absolutely, yeah, it, it's a great fishery. 
Now, it's not as well known for flatheads, but you don't seem to have a problem finding them. <laughs> well, my flatheads come from the Susquehanna, so they're, they're on the Potomac. Uh, usually above the title mark is where most people find them, but uh, I haven't really fished that for flatheads, but I they see. do pull them out of there. Is that going to be so, something that you're going to look at in the future? Yeah, because it's not that far away. I could get into flatheads probably within an hour and a half from my house on the Potomac. So okay. uh, if you look at it, most of my uh, flathead spots are an hour, hour and a half away anyway. So it's not that bad. It's just new water. You know, it can be a little scary sometimes, but you got to jump into it. I agree. That's that's one of the things that made tournament catfishing so exciting. You never was in the same place two weekends in a row. You know, he's always going someplace else. James, you got any questions yeah. for, for Corey? Well, that's just, you know, that's the way I look at it is hunting them new places. But like he's talking about, them places that are not well known to hold them, but yet you know they're there. Them are hidden gems. Them are, uh, you know, <laughs> I've heard so many people talk about, oh, I want to go to this big lake to catch these big fish. Well, back when I largemouth fished, I wanted to go to the farm ponds. That's where them hidden gems were, them big old farm ponds for largemouth and other stuff like that. Uh, so when somebody, when you start hearing little stories here and there, or there's some giants over there, well, sometimes you take that with a grain of salt because, you know, the Volkswagen catfish theory, but, but then sometimes... You might want to listen a little bit and say, hmm, I might have to schedule me a couple trips up there just to see. Yep. That's where your records oh, yeah. come from. That's right. Josh with the weekend angler says, is there a certain time, uh, a certain springtime water temperature that Corey looks for when he starts targeting flatheads? You know, I, I always say the magic number is around 50. Uh, I hear a lot of people say that, but uh, anywhere right around 50 degrees is when I seem to start getting into them. But I actually, I just go by the month, you know, it, end of March and April, I just start targeting them again because I know there's a chance to get into them. Uh, okay. It might be a slim chance until the water warms up. But, you know, as, you know, as it's getting into the high, you know, upper 40s, that's when I'm going to start looking at them. And by 50s, I, I'm expecting to catch them. Yeah. City. And it usually takes a couple big rings, you know, to bring up the water temperature, and then, then you're ready to go. The rains and the sunshine makes things happen, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. It really does. It I always, what was it, a crappy fishing? We always went along when the dogwood started budding up and getting ready to bloom out. The crappy hit the banks. Yep. Guess what? Follows the crappy to the banks. That's right. Hit that cat, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. They always do. <clears throat> Thank you, Corey. Uh, here's another question. Uh, what water temperature do catfish spawn across the species? He uh, he knows a bass and uh, it moved on me. Sunfish. He knows what bass and sunfish do, but he's just curious about catfish. What temperature do they spawn? Ooh. Uh when it's hot, when that water gets hot, because, you know, that June and July is pretty rough. Well, end of June into July is usually pretty rough, and that water temperature is hitting, you know, 80 degrees sometimes then. So I don't know the exact. 
around here they start spawning around 65 to 70. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know the exact temperature. I just know, you know, I, I kind of go off of months and I'm, I'm starting to hone in on temperatures, but you know, I'm, I haven't quite got there yet. And I just know come July, you're going to be hard pressed to catch a, a flathead, a, a big flathead around our area. Yeah. For um, that's, us, that's, for us, usually the weekend of 4th of July, they start coming off the nest around here as a okay. rule. Now, it doesn't always plan out that way, but as a general rule, they'll start coming off the nest around 4th of July weekend here. But, that, you know, we're, right. half, we're half the country away from, from you. <laughs> yeah. So creation yep, and adventures. A- Welcome. Hey. We usually, the catfish around here, I think, usually starts around the end of May, the 1st of June. Uh, the water's probably in the 80s then around here in North Carolina. Uh, and usually by July 4th, they pretty much off. Uh, now, they, you might have a few of the flathead stragglers that's late spawners. Like last year, we had so much water influx into our lakes and rivers that uh, – I think it kind of delayed the spawn. I heard quite a few people that, and that's something I've been meaning to ask people. Will catfish, if they get interrupted during their spawn, will they hold their eggs? I heard they will. And wait for a a different, maybe a a warmer water or whatever. Because I heard some guys caught some smaller catfish to eat and the females still had eggs in them, and this was in August. And that just don't happen around this wow. area. No, not very often. Um, I no, wonder a lot of times. They don't they're, all, they're not on spawn in August, usually. No, no. I, I wonder no. a lot of times if there's ones that are, are just not going to reproduce or have false pregnancies. I know that horses have that, and I can't – people have it. There's just different things that have – that and that's kind of what I'm thinking maybe happens with that. Now, I'm not a biologist or a veterinarian or anything like that, but I've seen catfish have eggs in them late like that, and there's no way they should have had them. Um, I don't think they'd ever uh, hatch them out. I think they just dispose of them and and they go away. But that's just me, uh, somebody that knows a lot more about it, and I do would probably correct me and say, "Oh no, this is the reason for that," or. This is the reason for that. But once that temperature of that water reaches 85, 90 degrees, buddy, it's done. They're, I don't care what they say. If one of them got eggs in it, it's a strange reason why that's happening at that particular time. Well, yeah, guys, you think the males is already hormoned up and they're ready to roll and the females is ready to lay her eggs and you you just about can't postpone nature. That's right. That's right. Here's a great question. Flint Hill Catfishing says, Corey, have you ever fished the gorge below the Great Falls? Or, yeah, got to have some monsters in there. Just curious. I know where he's talking about. I haven't got up there yet. Uh, from what I understand, it's kind of hard to get up there with a boat. Uh, and, you know, I, I usually drag, drag my boat down there. So I haven't got up there yet, but I bet there's some people in this stream that that have fished up there uh they could could definitely give you some advice on that but yeah i I haven't myself got up there but i i think that's about where you start running in the flatheads uh yeah that's that's, uh, right at the end of the title line i would say say you need a jet boat to get up in that area 
And I have one, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to try that area yet. You have a jet boat? Yeah, jet outboard. Oh, yeah. okay. For some reason, one of those big fans on the back of the boat's the first thing come to my mind. They said that I forgot about jet outboard. That's, that's something that's on my bucket list is to get on one of them uh, at some point. I want to ride on one of them. I think that'd be just be awesome. They're a blast. Uh, it's amazing what they can go over. My my buddy's dad had one when we were growing up and had a 454 on the back and some kind of rock proof bottom. He'd just ride up over rocks laughing as, as loud as he could. That sounds <laughs> they're, pretty they're good time to me. Things are loud. Kelly uh, Bullock says, Corey, can you target flatheads from the bank, and what can you use to target them? What do you use to target them? Well, it's been a while since I've done it. Uh, you know, you buy a, you invest in a boat, you tend to use it. But uh, uh, I used to flathead fish from the bank, and it's, it's really not that much different. It's just trying to find structure that you can fish and holes that you can fish from the bank. And a tool I wish I had – Back when I, I bank fished was Navionics. Uh, I, I, I downloaded that. It's probably the best $15 I've ever spent. Uh, it's not always 100% accurate, but it's going to show you at least a starting point. Yes. Uh, that I still love bank fishing, Corey, and that is probably the best tool a bank fisherman can have is Navionics on his, on his phone and study it before he goes because they are – and plus, you got to use Google Earth to find out if these spots are actually available. You know, yeah. uh, it's uh, a lot of spots that you find from the bank probably got a lot of what you need to find. But, you know, some people rear back and try to throw 500 yards <laughs> and they might just need to be throwing 20 foot. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, that's, uh, exactly that's right. something hard. It's hard to get past that that notion of not having to cast far when you're on the bank. You always just want to throw it as far as you can, but that's not the case usually. Because no. uh, when you're on a boat, a lot of times you're casting towards the bank. You're finding yeah. those logs, or you're finding the rock sticking out with a you know some mud right next to it, whatever you can you know some kind of structure. So yeah, you don't have to cast far. I was just flathead come two foot off the bank. For flathead catfishing, you got to find some kind of structure. Yeah. You oh, just yeah. got to. Dieter Melhorn is in the house. Hey. It's Always a, a pleasure. Yeah, you're right. You got to find that structure. And plus, I, Corey and Lyle, you can confirm this. You got to make sure you fish in waters that actually have flatheads in them. <laughs> you know, James, that's, that's one of the greatest analogies in the world because it does no good to fish no. for them if they ain't there. Now, Corey, <laughs> where you're at, they consider flatheads an invasive species. I don't know how they possibly can do that because they're the ones that put them in there to start with. But yeah. is there places out there that do not have flathead catfish that a lot of people fish? Uh, there's a there's a lot of rivers, uh, especially the further north you go in Pennsylvania, the less likely you're going to come across them. Uh, now, there's some really odd areas, like some lakes. You know people just put them in there. There's no reason for those flatheads to be there. Right. But, uh, yeah, 
the main rivers have them. You got, you know, the Susquehanna and the Delaware has some, but, uh, and I think out Pittsburgh, they, they may have some, but the little, the little rivers, the little creeks, usually you don't find them unless they, they dump into one of those big rivers that have it. Uh, it's, they're still working their way through Pennsylvania. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Kevin says blue cats out eat flatheads where he's at. Well, they do that everywhere. I believe, um, especially on live bait, they will. Yeah. Uh, they, and I know people catch a lot of flatheads on cut bait, but you come up here to Mississippi river, you'll catch some on that. But if you want to catch a lot of flatheads and big flatheads, you better have you some live bait. Did you catch them? Yeah. On cut I, uh, yeah, I, I start I start the year usually on cut bait, and I work my way into uh, live bait as the water gets a little bit warmer, and well, then I'll ease back into cut bait later in the year. Let me ask you a question. Right. The um, is it is it just me or does does cut bait for flathead catfish? work better in colder water as the water warms up it seems to me like they want the the live bait more and then as the water cools back off you can go ahead and start catching them again pretty hot and heavy on on cut bait and that also stands true to night fishing i've caught a lot more of them on cut bait at night than i ever did in the daytime but i've caught flathead catfish on live bait a lot in the daytime oh yeah that makes um, sense as far as night and day, I haven't really noticed a whole lot of difference, but definitely water temperature. Uh, they they like uh, they like to cut bait more in the colder temps for some reason. I don't know if they're more lethargic, or maybe they they I don't know what it is, but uh, definitely you know come late July and August, that's when I'm using my live bait. I usually have one out that's cut. But uh, it's usually live uh, fall fish or bluegill or something like that right. at that point. Welcome, yeah. Jason DeRoshi. Welcome to the show. They just had a tournament on Wiley Saturday night, and they were still catching some good flatheads Saturday night on Wiley. Good flatheads. Well, you know what the water um, temperature is out there? Uh, about 48. That's just about right. That's to, yeah, that's, about be going now. If you don't get <laughs> if you don't get colder water than that all winter, you probably catch them all winter. Well, it, past couple of years has been weird, you know. Like last year, me and Wampus Cat was catching them fish up in two foot of water at the end of January. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, so, Dieter says. Dieter says, "Come on, Lyle, strawberry Jello chicken breast <laughs> makes flatheads wake up and feed in thirty-nine degree water." I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, Dieter, you're a mess. Uh, but yeah, oh, that's they, a good one there. That was uh, good. But, but now, why is weird? They we actually catch more blues on live bait and than flatheads. The flatheads on Wiley won't cut bait. You'll catch them on live bait once in a while, but you're more apt to catch a blue on live bait than you are a flathead on Wiley for some reason. Now, go figure. Wow. I don't have a clue. Well, you know, when I catch blues on live bait, but not like I do flatheads. Uh, right. I, and I don't understand that. Again, we're half the nation apart from each other, and I realize <laughs> things are different. You guys are how far apart north, uh, north to south? But still, 
a flathead is a flathead and a blue is a blue, but there's a lot of difference and a lot of things that change as we fish for them in different areas of the United States. And I think a lot to do whether it's a river or a lake. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. And I, I think uh, tidal rivers, you know, if it's tidal, I think that changes the way they act too. I and we don't have tidal water in Missouri, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tidal water here. So for me, that tidal water is something that I want to see. I want to see how it works, how you guys figure out when the tide's coming in, when it's going out. Are the fish going to bite on it as it's coming in? Are the fish going to bite when it's going out? Are they going to bite during slack time? We don't have any of that to worry about. So that's extremely interesting to me when I get out there and to have somebody show me the tricks and how that works because I know everybody out there, they know. Yeah, you really got to figure out that tide and how how to set up your lines too because uh, you'll be you'll be set up and all of a sudden your boat just swings it it just starts drifting the other way and everything all your lines are coming back towards your boat and. You really got to realize what's going on. Uh, that's, a, and, that's for sure. And Mike knowing Greenwald, how to fish slack tide, slack tide's the worst time to fish, and it, it's it can be very slack aggravating. Slack the worst. In, in my opinion, some people really like it, but I I have the I struggle with slack tide. I see. They they like that current. Mike Greenwell says, Lyle, how do you keep the boat still long enough to catch flatheads? Mike, it's hard to do when I when I got that bumping rod in my hand. But if I don't have it in my hand, I'm pretty good with that anchor. <laughs> yeah. The only time that we see kind of a tidal effect is when they shut the dam off and all of a sudden the lake starts filling up and you get that same backwards flow as the lake's filling back up. Uh, first time it had to me, I thought, well, I know I cast that cotton picking thing that way, and now my boat's moved a little bit, and it's down here. But you see that the lake is starting to fill back up, and all the flow's coming backwards. But the further down your lake, the wider the part of the lake, you don't feel that as much. But if you're up into more of the river section of it, you get that, that backwards flow. That's it ain't right. quite like a reverse on your tidal waters, but... I don't know hey, if it shut them down it, or not. Throw you through a loop, that's for sure. Yeah, Jason Ward says you get. I get that tidal water off those barges and the lake wakes of those barges, like those are. So, Jason, you are one hundred percent correct. It's a tidal wave with some of them guys go through there. But when it gets that bad, we're usually on the other end of, of Lake Ozark, or we're over on Truman. And it's not that they don't have them; they don't have near as many of them. Uh, what is the weight and length of your bumping rod? They're seven foot six and they weigh about, everyone's a little different, but roughly around seven and a half ounces completed. And that don't weigh nothing. No, they don't weigh near what the real weighs and they're warranted for life. Do you, uh, now, Corey, do you do any bumping or what's your favorite style of fishing for cats? Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of basic. I, I actually I really like anchor fishing, uh, mainly because there's usually too much current to uh, bump, and you know most of my fishing is in the Susquehanna, which is all rock. And if you start bumping there, even with dragon weights, you're gonna be uh, 
throwing some money away real quick. So me and Mike Greenwell load up one of these days and come up there first. Too much current to bump. I've never seen it. Well, <laughs> all right. That, I I don't uh I don't bump much, so I'm a, right. a little bit of a novice there. You might have called me out on that, but no, uh, no. I'm just just saying. Me and Mike, we talk about bumping all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We bumped the Mississippi River when it had nine mile an hour current in. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you throwing one pound weights? Close. <laughs> close. Twelves, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Ah, uh, duh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I you know, it, it, I, for somebody that's not ever actually back bottom bounced, to have a rod in your hand and. and you you get lackadaisical because you're not catching them just every second. And when one of them big blues hits that, and they're trying to take that bait and run down the river with it, and you're trying to say, oh, shit, you can't take it out of my hand and hang on to it. They're trying to take it away from you, and you're betting that they can't. I've seen them jump. Oh, I've seen them jerk out of Doc Lang's hand and <laughs> seen him run across the boat to grab it just before it got to the water. It's a it's an exciting way to catch fish. It's a lot of fun. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody of water. But for somebody that does it and enjoys it like Mike Greenwell and myself do, every place you go that it's able to be done, we want to do it. Uh, and <laughs> and when the water temperature gets too cold, then uh, right now Mike's on the anchor. I know that he is, uh, and I would be too. But when that water warms up, and everything's good, and and it's on fire. Then that's that's the way we're going to be doing it. But it has to be where you got enough current to do it. It definitely it looks like a fun way to fish. That's for sure. It keeps you engaged and active the whole time. It and and it's great for somebody. Pardon me. If the fish are biting, uh, it's a great way to get somebody involved in the sport because the first time that big blue hits, and I'm talking anything ten pounds or bigger, because in current. They all feel giant. You know, oh, yeah, you know yeah. that as well as anybody, Corey. Is in it when you got a lot of yeah. current, they take off, they feel big. So it, it's oh, just yeah. a fun way of doing it. Now, yeah, do, you you have, do you have skipjack up there where you're at? Nah, I wish we did, but no, we don't have any uh any skipjack. Uh, so your main your main bait for catching fish is gizzard shed. On the Potomac, yeah. And I you know, I'll I'll freeze freeze them and, uh, you know, vacuum seal them. I'll use them spring and, you know, sometimes fall up on the Susquehanna. But now our, our main fish to use up here are, you know, creek chubs, suckers, that kind of stuff. You have a lot of small creeks and, and they're loaded with them. So that's, if you can keep them alive, that that's a really good bait. Even if you kill them right before you use them, um, that's, so that's a phenomenal. So how much time do you spend getting bait before a trip? Uh, it's usually about two hours, maybe more, but I finally set up a bait tank. So I, I don't have to go out every trip. Uh, but yeah, when I go bait fishing, it's, it's two, three hours, sometimes more. It's you, an investment. Do you enjoy catching the bait as much as I do? Oh yeah. Yep. That's fun. A little trout knot with two pound tests and then some trout Heck magnets yeah. or something. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. I love catching the bait. Uh, almost as much as I love catching the 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 blues and stuff, but um, I wasn't sure because I know there's times 
when bait's at a premium, and if you can't get bait, you you really can't go. You gotta yeah. use chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, Dieter's never gonna run out. I bet Dieter buys buys every piece of chicken that comes on sale in his area. <laughs> hey, it works. I get it works. There's works too many people catching fish on it for it not to work. So it works for him. But yeah. I do I understand right that one place that you say you can't really use getters at is that because y'all can't use ga- cast nets. Yeah, there's no there's no good way to catch them in Pennsylvania. There's there's four or five lakes, maybe more, that you can get a special permit just for that lake that you can use a cast net. But none of them are real convenient to me. It's it's kind of a, a money thing, you know. <laughs> Got to pay for each permit. Are so. you in the area where you can use Crazy. the um, the nets like like Mike Chavez does gill nets to catch shad? Uh, when I go down to the Potomac, yeah. Uh, in the Virginia waters, um, you're allowed to use gill nets there. Uh, Virginia allows it, but Maryland does not. And like you really got to know where you're at because yeah, if you're on the wrong side of the buoy, you can get nailed. So, well, when you do, you do that. Use gill yeah. nets, Chad. That's yeah. that makes great video content. I know I'm not telling you how to make your videos by no means, <laughs> but I'll stop watching the video if somebody says, "Hey, Mike is out there catching." bait with it think because i like to watch that because we're not allowed to do it in missouri at all and uh i think that's a cool way to catch bait uh and and it seems to me like guys that use those gill nets for shad they always get four or five of them great big bastards that i can't never find ever yeah that's, that's all i ever catch are the real big ones i think they're the only ones that get stuck because uh the size hole of my the net um yeah i never catch anything small it's always you know, they look like something you could catch on rod and reel. Uh, so them are giants, man. They really yeah. are, and that makes for like I say, you may consider that B roll. To me, that would be A plus because anybody that can get a shad that long, that's that's a video all to itself. Because we just don't get them that often around here. You know, they're just giants. I wish we could do that up in Pennsylvania. That'd be nice. I'll bet so. I'll bet so. Have you figured out a good way of freezing them gizzards so they don't turn to mush? I vacuum seal them. Uh, they still get a little mushy, though. I'm not going to lie. They're way better fresh. Um, oh, yeah. I've heard some people the freeze them. Are. The bigger well, they yeah, are. Yeah, I, I hear some people freeze them in a bag of water. Uh, I haven't tried that, but uh, that may work. That's something. We are. For us to try out. Yeah, the ones we we started doing was uh, as soon as you get them, we shove them into a daggum brine mix up. You know, like Steve Douglas and them do with the skipjack, just shove them yeah. straight in there while they're alive, let them freeze up, and then take them out, wipe them down, wipe the slime off of them, and vacuum seal them right then. And so okay. far, it's still that works pretty good, but uh, better than what we normally have done. Uh, so when I go to Jamie K's down there, Lyle, that's what I'll do. I'll carry my brine mixture already ready. And when he pulls them out of the tank, I'll shove them straight into that brine and let them go. And then time I get home, you know, an hour ride, they're ready. To, they're ready to do. They're ready to fix up and, and freeze. Uh, and so far I've done pretty good. Like, yeah, that keeps the freezer burn off of them. 
And I guess mm -hmm. the oxygen in the freezer burns what really turns on the mush faster, but yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I got it. Papa Ed had left a message and it was sent to me in, in uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, the action on those are heavy, just so you know. Um, you was wanting to know if they's medium heavy or heavy or extra heavy, and, and they are heavy, the bumping rods. They're, they're heavy action. I heard you say something a little while ago, Lyle. You do. That's like I remember bass fishing doing the same thing, but you get in that rhythm and yep. you almost get kind of zoned out. And then bam, and you yeah. just about got to wake up to realize what just took place. That's right. I've had people ask me to put tethers on them so they slip them over the wrist because so they, they get them jerked out of their hand so often. And, and here's one of the things that, that I've noticed because I know at some point I'm going to be back to doing that. Right now, I'm on a five-pound restriction. I sit there and squeeze this ball to get my strength back because I've, I've had them nearly get out of it. But I'll never forget, Doc. I had a brand-new rod that was built on a new blank that I had never, ever used, and Doc was trying it down in Memphis. And that blue hit that thing and jerked out his rod, man, <laughs> screaming across there, and he caught just the butt of it in his hand. And he pulled it back in and fought the fish. And then the, after all that, the fish got off. And uh, he turned around, looked at me. He said, I guess you know you ain't never getting this rod back. I said, yeah, I know. So it's still <laughs> Quite an adventure. Doc and I had some adventures. We really did. <clears throat> well, I guess after all that tackling and falling and tripping across the cotton picking boat, he earned that rod, didn't he? Uh, as far as I was concerned, I knew when he picked it up, he was in love with it. He was he was never giving it back, and that was okay. Yeah, I didn't care. And, it, and to this day, I've never tested it, so I don't know if it was any good or not. But he liked it. So, there you go. There you go. That's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> now, why had you pick out them spots that you're you're going to set up on the flatheads in the areas that you fish? Why had you? Say, all right, this is the spot that I picked that I think that I'm going to grab a flathead today or tonight. Well, it's a, it's experience, really. Uh, just being out there and seeing what doesn't work and uh, just, just kind of shifting over. And then there's so much structure. Uh, it can be a little bit hard to target uh, the Susquehanna because, like I said, there's so much rock. There's not as much uh, logs or trees. It's just rock and shelves and ledges. So... You uh you look for holes first, and then you kind of branch out. Uh, but you know, springtime they could be in ten foot of water. You know, you, you never you never really know. Um, and I, I, it looks like I do really good because of the YouTube channel. But I, I think if I went live, you would get, you guys would see that uh, there's a lot of trips where you're going out there and you're you're spending more time figuring out where they're at than you're actually catching them. Uh. It's it's just time, really. But that's with everything, isn't it, Corey? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, so. I have to, I hate to interrupt you, but Dieter says that he's going to string a gill net across the chicken house one day and catch a lot of fresh bait. <laughs> I, I just can't pass them lines like that up, man. When he comes up with one of them, I got to share that with everybody. <laughs> uh, Corey, to me, the chasing the flathead catfish is more of a hunt than it is a fishing trip to me it is yeah that's yeah that's for sure because what worked one day isn't going to work the next day uh you could do everything exactly the same same conditions and they're just not they're just not there or they're not biting you know you gotta 
you got to try deeper. You got to try shallower, find current or find a different type of structure. Uh, It's just, you're constantly evolving what you're using. Right. So. Yeah. That's a, you know, I made up my mind when I got back into catfishing that I was going to be a headhunter. You know, I was, uh, if I'm on a boat by myself, I'm not going for numbers. I'm going for one fish. Uh, and, but with that being said, do you think that you can catch those bigger fish amongst the numbers of fish? Or do you think that they're more, once they get a certain size, become longers, especially the flatheads? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, when I'm out there, I'm catching fish of all sizes. Uh, it's just sometimes some, some nights you're out there and you only catch big fish. And I don't, I don't know what's going on if they scared away the, the little fish or, or what's going on. And then other times you find them mixed in with each other. You catch five pounder right next to a, a 30 pounder, you know? So, uh, it seems haphazard and, and different times of the year, like uh, spring, I really get into the big fish. I don't know if the small fish just aren't feeding yet, but it seems like spring, the big fish are really feeding more. Uh, and then as it warms up, you start getting a whole bunch of different types of sizes. Right. Now, are they feeding more than they are even in the fall? Mm, yeah, uh, this year for sure. I don't know what was, uh, it was like something was in the water. They were, they were all hungry. Uh, okay. But yeah, fall, fall was good. Um, you know, I, I had a good fall and usually my falls are, are the better time of year, but this year, uh, it was phenomenal in the spring. So, and I, I think it has to do with the rain. Uh, we didn't get much rain at all this year. And I think a lot of people were like that. The, the river was really shallow. But in the spring, we had a lot of current. You know, we had all that, the, the spring rains that we had. And you could go, you could find current anywhere. And I don't know, they were all feeding in there. But as uh, the, the summer months came along, man, you had to go up along dams or something like that to find current. And you, you just had to shift into fishing a little bit deeper or, you know, different patterns. So, way cool. Way cool. I have a request from, for from James Dockery, I think it's because Dieter Melhorn, so I will share that. <laughs> Thank you, Ernie Brown. I hope she enjoys her floats. That he said they they got them today, and she's opening them right now. And I hope Heck she. Yeah. He That's had awesome. bought some. He had bought some floats, Lyle. And you remember last week, Chrissy won a set. Absolutely. Uh, so she wanted a set of pink ones, and I sent them to her. Is it then she can leave his alone? Heck yeah! Now, Corey, do you ever fish with floats up there? Yeah, I'll do like a was that the Sandy Cooper rig? I'll do that, but I've never actually fished like underneath a, a big like bobber style float. I don't okay. really haven't got into that. It looks like it's a really cool technique, and uh, looks like a lot of people are really getting into it lately. I might I might try that this year, especially like I said in the summer months when the current kind of dies down. That'd, that'd be kind of nice. Uh, when we get off of here, Corey, and uh, okay. we'll set you up with a set, let you try them out. Mike Greenwell oh, says, man. I forgot, to, t- wow, he forgot to tell me that that he got to meet Jason Mathena in January 16th. Well, Mike Greenwell, you met one of the greats in the industry because there's not too many people 
that's better quality fisherman than Jason Mathena and a better guy in general. He's a prince of a man, and his mother, his mother's a saint. She really is. Sorry, yeah, Dad. If I, I forget, if I don't do stuff when I see it, then I forget about it, and they're gone. <laughs> With this chat, I understand that. We still got a hundred folks in chat. So yeah. I didn't forget, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Corey, the floats, as far as floats, that whether it don't matter whose floats you use, it's just another tool in your toolbox. Uh, and sometimes I have come to find out. I guess everybody gets the stigma of a float, the little red white floats, because we grew up yeah. using them brim fishing and 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 you know the sunfish. But since I started making them, I have found out that people use them things for not just shallow water fishing, but deep water fishing over deep structure, using them to drag baits off of daggum ledges and suspend baits over deep ledges that the fish are suspended off. Junior Proctor, blue dog catfishing. Watch his videos. He drags with them behind his boat, sure. Uh -huh. In between his planter boards. Yep. And, and catch wow. good a good fish. Yeah. A lot of fish on them. <laughs> so it's blown my mind that if you create a tool, Lyle, somebody's going to figure out a way to use it. And it's just. <laughs> It's not always me. It's not always you or anyone in particular. Right. But, yeah, somebody's going to figure out how to utilize it. And, and I will tell you that one of the companies that used to sponsor Cindy and I had it at a cone-shaped deal that they used like Junior uses those. They went directly behind the boat. Yep. They used that to keep them straight in line behind your boat. But you don't have to do that. All you need is a Patriot Catfishers of America uh, ghost float, and you're in business. Just put it right behind your boat, tie your thing on it, and you're done like Junior does. Junior figured that out. He's been using them with some of the greatest success in the world, and Junior puts a lot of fish in a boat. He puts a big fish in the boat. But, and you know, it's it's just another tool, guys. I don't care if you if you don't buy my floats, you might buy Claire, Chris Flores's floats. Or anybody, there's a lot of good products out there. But it's with any tool, guys. Figure out the best way to use that tool and get the most out of it for what you're looking for. I agree. I agree. Dieter said I called him a tool once. Well, you are a tool, my friend. <laughs> a tool for making you laugh, ain't he? He is. He's working me over tonight, and I got them clowns in Facebook doing the same thing. I'm having a hard time with it, but you know what? We're having a great time. We got a great crowded chat. Uh, this is the way. This is the way things are supposed to be. Um, I'm, I'm definitely know, interested in those quotes. That's James Dockery, don't you? I sure do, Josh. I really do. <laughs> uh, Buck, I didn't forget. He wouldn't let me bring it up. My green screen. Uh, <laughs> We got to get that figured out because you used to have that up there all the time. It yeah. always looks so cool with the Patriot thing, but yeah. um, you know, we'll get it figured out. Chrissy, you're welcome. I hope you enjoy them. But yeah, look me up, Corey. You can go on. If you use Facebook, you can find me on Facebook on uh, okay. what I do is Patriots custom floats uh, or Patriot catfishers of America. And it, then you can find your way over to it either way. But Oh, Jason Ward would like to know how you hook your your live bait, Corey. Okay, I 
So I, I base it off the current. If there's a lot of current, I like to go right behind their head. Uh, that's it seems to hold a lot better. Uh, and if the current slows down, then I, I usually hook them, you know, right in front of the tail. Uh, but if there's a lot of current and you hook them through the tail, it seems like it, it drowns them or it kills them really quick. Yep. So I usually, you know, if it, you get a lot more action when it, you hook them behind their, you know, next to their tail and they'll oh, move yeah. around like crazy. But we always just, used to just... hook them in the bottom of the tail underneath the bottom and then cut the bottom portion of the tail off and it makes them swim upright. Okay. Off the bottom. Now, I'm getting all kinds of tips here. This is great. That's, yeah, we're, that's all, we're all learning something. Now, you're hooking them from the bottom, and are they trying to swim up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Learned that bass fishing when uh, uh, using uh, them big old gold shiners. Right. And we was fishing without weight. And if you didn't do that, the shiners would want to swim down and hide. But if you cut the little bottom portion off of the tail and put the hook underneath the bottom of the tail, that little bit of weight of your line in the hook, they want to stay on the surface. And let me tell you, when you get a six or seven pound largemouth bust his tail on the surface of the water, you learn something real quick, son. Uh, I've been wanting to do that when the flatheads are running up, uh, running them perch or the crappy up on the banks. I'm going to freeline some of them big, them big crappy, where it's legal in North Carolina. Yeah. And big crappy, throw them up there and freeline them and let them just do this on the surface all day and hang on for glory, son, because it's going to be on. I hate to break the news to everybody, but I just got a message in Facebook Messenger from our old buddy, Sonny Parker where he showed me a video at his house with 15 inches of snow. Woo! I'm not looking forward to none of that. And I love you, Sonny. I love you like a brother. But you keep that crap up north of me because I don't need none of that. None. No. 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 Did you ever use bullheads, Corey? Uh, yeah, I use them from time to time. I like them because they don't die. You put them on that hook, they just they never die. Yeah, they stay alive for they're very hardy fish. Are they easy yeah. to get from you for for you? Right where I'm at, I don't have a whole lot of them. You come across them every once in a while, but uh, it's usually farm ponds, and it, it's kind of hard to get permission to fish these farm ponds yeah. anymore. It didn't used um, to be, but it is anymore. Yeah, so City I usually fish creeks, and you you get some in there, but not often. Yeah, City Lakes are a good place to try. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, anywhere we ought to keep it going to nine. I don't know if I got that much left in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come uh, on, it's nine here. Yeah, it's, well, I, I got eight thirty here, but yeah, you guys are what an hour ahead of us. Yeah, well, it's nine thirty here. It is. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit later this this tonight, just because we got you in here. We don't want to let yeah. you go. We have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could have got on earlier. I'm sorry about that. I'm not hey, uh, no a little technically challenged. I would have <laughs> helped you with that had I had known, but, you know, we didn't know that you was going to be in here, but we're glad you made it. I mean, this is made yes. for an awesome show. Yes. Um, I'm uh, glad I could get on here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Corey, what we'll do um, after this show, what we'll do is is uh, later on this summer when you're really into the 
to the fish and the water temperature's warmed up and you're knocking them flatheads out. <laughs> we'll get you back on here again. And then you'll have right. some stories to tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a plan. I'll gladly come back on and talk about flatheads. I, I'll talk flathead anytime. <laughs> so you might just have to take us on the boat with him, Lyle. Well, I'll be okay with turn that, that live button on. That's exactly right. I mean, if you got a spot out there where you're in them and catching them, and uh, even if you don't catch them, it doesn't really matter. But if you're on the boat and you want to go live some night with us on Catfish Weekly, you let me know. And if you have a good signal, we'll try to make that happen. Well, hopefully by uh, summer, I've got that stuff figured out yet. I don't have any uh, lights or anything like that for my phone, but uh, I I'm going to try live streaming here soon. I haven't done that yet, uh, but I think uh, whenever I can start getting back onto the fish, I'm going to I'm going to get that going well, again. I, I think you'll be fine with that. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of lights, do you think that the bright lights, like I use and other people use, affect the the flatheads? Uh, or blues for that matter, when you're fishing at night? I think it could. Uh, I know I'm really careful shining my lights into the water. Uh, and, you know, I have the lights on the rod racks. I, I have them shining up for that reason. Um, you know, a lot of people use those green lights and shine them into the water, and they swear that helps. Uh, but, you know, I, I think any kind of white light, you know, that they can see really well, I, I think you you got to be careful with that. Uh, I have I have uh, lights on a paint pole, two of them crisscross, so they don't have shadows. And I got two that goes across the uh, uh, the back of the uh, uh, enclosure, and you can read a book in my book. And uh, wow. we've we've never had a problem catching blues and stuff, but I never tried it on flatheads. So I was just just something that that I thought I would run by you and get your opinion on because we haven't yeah. tried it. Now, we may try it this year, but then again, the biggest flathead I ever caught was caught below the Clarksville Dam one night sitting. I was down there about 2 o'clock in the morning, and and it took off, and it, and it's like daytime down there at night because of barge traffic that goes through there. And it didn't bother that old girl. Boy, she took off and running. <laughs> that was the biggest, yeah. my biggest fish to date, so. It might uh, yeah. be something where they're just used to having it there, you know, if that light's always there. Because below that structure and, and the wall where, where the barges go through up next to the to the dam itself, uh, there's all kinds of crap that's washed up in there. And then flatheads love to lay up in there. If you got the patience to fight them out and bluegill about that long, you know, just uh, – you, when when, it, when your line is cast up ahead of your boat to that and you turn around and look and it's headed out the back, she's done took it and hooked up and gone. And in, in a matter of about three or four seconds, that happened. So I knew business was fixed to pick up. Cindy and I was out there and we had a heck of a night that night. That's always awesome. When you look down, you see your line moving. Before the rod even starts betting, you just see that. Now line going up river, so like, all right, all right, we're about to get a takedown here. <laughs> That's right. What kind of, what action of rods and stuff do you use? You use heavy, lights, mediums? I use the medium heavies. They're the I use the B and M's uh Silver Cat Elites. Mm -hmm. Um that's you know, I got into the, the Silver Cat Magnums. They were my first real catfish rod and I really liked them when they came out with those elites and they're real bright. It's real easy to see them at night. And you know, I, I picked up one and I love the action and I end up 
I've got four of them now and hopefully I end up having six one day, but there yeah, they're, uh, they're really nice rods. Um, they're fun yeah. with channel cats all the way up to, you know, the big 50 pounders and stuff. Well, and yeah. that's the thing. A lot of people want a universal rod. And for me personally, uh, I have channel cat rods. I have rods that I specifically blue catfish with bump with, and I have flathead rods. But if you want a universal rod, about as close as you get to medium heavy action and, yeah. and light or a medium to medium heavy uh, power range. And people don't understand the action is the first third from the tip back. And the mm -hmm. power rating is the second two thirds of the rod down to the handle. And some people want them to bend all the way through the handle. Other people don't. And it's all personal preference. You can say yeah. what want but what suits me may not suit james may not suit you uh and, and what you guys use may not suit me that's why i have so many different ones because i want to i want to do different things with mine yeah and it, it comes down to where you're fishing too if you if you're fishing a lake you may not need as much weight so you don't have to sling you know, right. six to ten ounces of weight so uh those heavier rods come in handy when you got all that and the big baits and everything and you know, the rods that have that parabolic bend, it's all the way bend to right. the handle. They are fun for your smaller fish, you know. Uh, but, and I use, and that's what I use. I use a cheap rod. But, and I've also got the Burke rods. Now, I love the action of them Burke rods. I really do. But when it comes to the smaller fish, I'd rather grab that cheaper rod and I have a blast with it. Now, will I have the control that I need with a 40-plus pound fish? I doubt it. If he wants to go to the anchor rope, they probably ain't much I will be able to do with that cheaper rod. Do with it. With that yeah. being said, it's not every day that you're going to go out and catch 40-plus pound fish. You hope to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Here's uh, a great comment. Um Epic Catfishing says, known fact in my boat, there's no shining light into the water while flathead fishing downstream. Thank you, Creole. And I fished with old men for years, and old Wampus Cat's daddy, they'd beat you with a freaking stick if you carried that lantern or anything down there next to the daggum water, buddy. No light at the water. He'd beat you with a freaking stick. Uh, I think I told you guys the story of me playing in the water when my mom and brother was fishing in there. Mom got tired of me playing in the water. The pond tied me to the gate post. <laughs> I got all afternoon. Sure did. <laughs> JR uh, says the red light won't affect them. Yep. And I believe that. I, and let me tell you, the red light, I learned when I had them crazy lights on that old pontoon that changed colors and stuff. Put them red lights on, the bugs don't bother you nowhere near as bad. Sounds to me like I need a clip-on red light to put over the lenses on them lights I got because I like to be able to see. When you get to be my age, that's something that's very precious to you, and you want to be able to see everything that's happening. And plus, it don't give you night vision as bad. And right. uh, Now, you might look like the uh, the floozy house coming down the daggum water with all them red lights on there, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> Jason Ward says he took some spankings. For making noise in the boat back in those days, if he if you're the age I think you are, Jason, it, 
that uh, there was no carpet in the bottom of the boat, so everything you touch made noise. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> oh, Keith Smart, welcome to the show. Haven't seen you in here tonight, but I'm glad you made it. And you're right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... epic. You're right. Flatheads are very different than than other kinds of fish, and and. I really believe, like the one that I caught at the dam, that that fish probably uh, it may not live there its whole life, but it stays there an awful lot. Uh, and ones that are in the in the brush pile down by you, Corey, they're probably in the in the area those areas quite a lot. Uh, but mm -hmm. none of them none of them stay there a hundred percent of the time. They go out and find feed, but uh, yeah. you know. Each one of them's a different different thing in a different area. They're used to being in the dark, then you better fish them in the dark. If they're used to being in the light, it probably doesn't matter there as much. New school said it right. Next time you next time you use the, the beam and bait fish on the bank, shine the light in the water, and you will watch the fish scatter. If the bait scatters, so will the flatheads. That is that's great information right there, JR. Great and it's a fact. I've seen them do it. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. But that's, if that's, you're around docks that are lit 24 all the time, they're not, and you throw that light in there, it don't bother them. So I think it's location, location, location. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's right on with that. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. But now David Martin just remind me. Remember the night that's he right. was on here? Exactly. He had lights out, and what did he do? He caught a flathead. He caught a flathead. He sure did. <laughs> Uh, so, go figure. Just when you think you got the catfish figured out, he throws that mess out the freaking wind and says, here we are. Here's a great one. Prosperity Catfishing says, Lyle, did the one at the dam have a big VW on his head? And no, sir, it did not. <laughs> it did not. That's the one we're all looking for, though. You got that right. David said he believes that what it was is he's fished for a while. His lights was on, and the fish done got used to him sitting there with the lights on, but he believes that if you all of a sudden turn the light on, then it's going to affect. But if you've done sat there for a while, anchored up for a while, then your small bait fish are going to trickle back in, and then he's going to say, ha, 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 easy yeah. pickings. I think it's also a, de a depth factor, too. If you're fishing shallow, you really got to be careful. You're fishing 35 foot of water. I agree know. with that. Yeah. He was up shallow off the 40 foot of water off of a, off a drop off or a ledge or something. In the Mississippi, now up here on the lake, you can see down in that long ways. But you get on that old muddy Mississippi and Missouri River. I don't think you see very far down in it. And that's why I never worried about red hooks. In fact, I, the only time I ever tried them, uh, I tried them one night. Uh, Cindy and I was in a tournament. I had two bites all night. A guy talked me into buying those and never got either fish to the boat. One, I bought two packages of them. One of them ended up in the bottom of the river, and the other sitting over here when I tore my boat apart to redo a bunch of stuff on it. I found them. And uh, you could, they're no worse for the wear other than the package looks kind of rough raunchy but i never tried them I, and i will never use them again because you get two bites and you lose both of them halfway to the boat that ain't no hook for me when i hook up i want it to stay buttoned up so i think i think the color is just a gimmick in my opinion it, it sells 
it's it's hooking the the purchaser, not the fish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just go miners say they're mining the miners. There you go. There you go. And, and there's a lot of stuff like that, and that's okay. Uh, it's just not for me. I, I want something that works in and out, and I keep track of a percentage of hookups on hooks, uh, and that's why I stick with what I stick with. Oh, Lyle, you got to admit it. You got a whole collection of pet rocks over there on the shelf. Pet rocks? I got a collection of reels. <laughs> Not as many as I used to have. I did get rid of some, though. <laughs> that was the craziest gimmick I believe I've ever seen hit the market with pet rocks. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That was before uh, my time, but I, I definitely heard about that pet rock before. <laughs> <laughs> then again, we have a Chia pet sitting on our counter right now. So that's oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't uh, see any more questions. Corey, thank you so much for being a part of our show tonight. I know it was a struggle for you to come in here late like it was, but we had such a great time with you, and we yeah, want to on here when we can do that thing in the summer when you're on fish and they're biting and you've got a place where you think you have a signal you get a hold of us and we're going to make that happen that'll be a great show okay yeah i'm looking forward to it thank you guys for having me on here and sorry for the uh yeah the late entrance there and the technical difficulties it was worth the wait we've had a ball <laughs> with you on here and and thank you so much uh, for for being a part of it good night jr uh, and, and coming in and trying so hard, and I'm glad Mark helped you get that straightened out. I believe it was Mark that did, and yeah. uh, we really enjoyed having you on here, and, and let's do that when you get that set up, and, and hopefully they won't call you out to work before that happens. Uh, it doesn't happen too often, so I think uh, I think I should be safe. <laughs> well, like I told you, when when there's a couple of things that are very near and dear to all of us, and uh, family and and jobs and if you got a good job and they call you in you got to go and never nobody will ever hold that against you because if you'd have called me up and say hey I'm not going to be up there next week or the week after or whatever we just set you up for another day it's not a big deal but I want to do that live show I think that'll be I think that'll be awesome I think so too I think that'll be a good time absolutely well thanks again for helping us out tonight we appreciate it i think we give the viewers a, a lot of cool information from your perspective and we appreciate it very much yes sir yeah, I, I learned it. a bit too All i right. definitely learned a lot tonight <laughs> james, tell us what we got next week james oh we got uh mr matthew anthony next week make sure guys that you got your pencils and papers Matthew don't talk a lot on his videos, so we're going to see if we can drag out some great information out of him next week. Uh, he's a great guy. He's got a lot of information. He ain't just a great catfisherman. He's a great all-around fisherman, period. Thank and you, he Matthew. takes notes. So he, uh, notes. Matthew Anthony catches a ton of fish. He does some pretty good YouTube uh, videos. If you get a chance, go check him out. But he knows how to put fish in a boat. And he may not say too much, but if you listen, you're probably going to learn something from the old boy. So I'm excited about having him on there. I know, James, you know him pretty good. I have not met him, but I watch all his videos, and he's always got it going on. So 
Last year, I think last year he put a 78 in the boat and his buddy Glenn on the same boat put, what, a 72 within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah. Down on Watery. So the man knows how to do it. But his main thing is, guys, remember, take notes. Yep. Journals, journals, journals. James, we have 126 thumbs up tonight. Corey, thank you for helping us reach that milestone. We've had big numbers before, but it's been a little while. 126 thumbs up uh, during a live show is is a bunch. So uh, we have to contribute a lot of that to you for helping us out with this great show. I had fun. I had some good laughs. Oh, me too. Of course, Dieter keeps me humming all the time. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, listen, we're going to close it out with that. Thanks, everybody, for watching Catfish Weekly. Don't forget Thursday night to tune in after Chad and James Dockery for Panfish Weekly. Babe Winkleman's going to join us on the show. Should be a blast. Comes on at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. We're just going to let the man do what he does. Thanks for watching. See you next Monday night. God bless.